Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? We are back in the building, in the house, in the city, in the country again, as we say down south. TPNB, think positive and believe. I got my boy, Shell Mack. What up, what up? (laughs) I got my great uncle, Tori Effolucious Edge. What's up, America? We bike. And you know who this is. This is Mel C. Yeah, <laughs> get us started, man. What's on? What's on? What's on the agenda for the day? Uh, talking about? We got we got a lot of stuff happening in the world. Um, you know, Meek just dropped his album last week. Um, that was a great album. I like it a lot. You know, people got some reviews with the artwork. We got John Gruden doing his thing, but not anymore. And we got the Kyrie situation. This is this a lot of stuff going on, but you know, let's let's get into the Meek Mill stuff first. Um, y'all lie, y'all lying on Meek Mill. I want to hear it. Me and my sons are big Meek Mill fans. Just because some angry man says them, I don't believe it. Tell me what y'all saw. I, I just don't believe it. All right, so I, I'll give you the I give you the just of it. So um, let's do a little background to it. Um, he got a picture for his artwork um, for his album. The album's also part of an NFT, I want to say. What's that? What's the NFT? Ah, uh, you're asking the wrong one. It's, it's so, like this, so, digi- so. It's this digital, it's digital this digital, art. Yeah, digital, digital art. art. I can't go in depth about it, but it's digital art. And it's okay. viable. People buying, people buying your screensaver for, for $2 million right now. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> the so NFT so the, the, the shorter, long to shorter NFT is digital art. And what people are doing is taking pictures and capturing moments that people can buy and own. So for okay. example, if I'm a photographer, I take a picture of LeBron James dunking a basketball or something iconic that's happened in the finals. I own that that photo. Mm-hmm. I could sell that photo and somebody else could own that, you know, that moment in time, right? So what you're seeing is a lot of artists are using the album covers or even an album as a piece of NFT so they can sell as art. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of artists that really made a lot of money doing that right now. In my opinion, I felt like Kanye was trying to do that with Donda, yeah, with his rollout. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw something, a piece of NFT coming from Donda if on you, Kanye's part. My advice: if you got an NFT, sell it now. I don't think nobody's gonna buy it in about beginning next year. That's my that's my thing. But all right, but Meek, when uh Meek got the album coming out. It's called Expensive Pain. I understand what he's doing. It's a lot of stuff he got going on. Strippers, people smoking, jail, basketball, a lot of stuff that happens in the, you know, the hip-hop community and people coming from urban backgrounds that they kind of grow up with. And that's what his artwork is. He's displaying this across the streets of Philadelphia. And some people is not taking a liking to it. Yeah, I just pulled it up, fellas. Uh, I understand it a little bit differently now. So I'm guessing he's doing... Y'all help me with the correct grammatical term, metaphors or analogies or some type of correlation. I see, I see the sisters, which stands out, but I see the brothers crying, looking at the sisters. So I think the one, I can't say he's a white person because he might have checked the other box. He was going off about it, and I always get a little leery when people outside the culture seem to care more about our culture when they want to point fingers at our young people. So, but from on the surface. It is real, like, not, I would say derogatory or too explicit to be on the main street. Now, in artistic form and fashion, it looks like 
is displaying some of the misogynistic misogynistic. I can't even say it. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Uh, John Gruden over here, huh? We're going to talk about him too. <laughs> right, <go> <laughs> it looked like he's trying to display some of the negative portrayals that we have done with our African-American women. I don't think he's trying to uh, accentuate or promote it. TT, what you see? Well, you know, to your point, Mel, so if you're talking about NFT and you're looking at it as a piece of art, the, al- the, the album cover is reflective of expensive pain. What I see here is a little bit of slavery, right? That's expensive pain. You got a black man crying on the front. Uh, yeah. All of these pictures are very native and they tell them the story. That said, yeah. you got a stripper bent over, you got booty, you got yeah. titty on here, excuse me, breast, pardon me. Um, you've got these dirt bikes, Meek Mill like to, to run. So all of these things, I know he got arrested for riding on the back of a dirt bike. He got an X on there too. That's mm-hmm. expensive pain. These are things that cost money but give you a lot of pain and heartache, you know, the fast cars, the bikes. Uh, I look at these women and these black silhouettes on here a little bit different. Um, I look at them as maybe, you know, us being slaves, that's expensive pain. We would take the slaves and made, we built America on the backs of slaves. So it's a lot to be taken from here. I don't know much about the, the cover, the artwork, but I will tell you when I will say, when I look at, if I'm looking at it as art, that's what I see. Yes. But if somebody else looked at it, I know it was getting a whole lot of backlash. Yeah. Uh, about what that what, what what the bus rapper looked like. Yeah. Not yeah. exactly. What do you man. think, Shell, when you see it? Um, I see the same thing. The problem I don't want to have, and we can go on to the next thing unless you got something to say, is that we're in this cancel culture. I think people are gonna try to cancel me over this instead of all the other good stuff he's doing. And that's the problem that I don't like about it is when someone's trying to express itself in an art form, everyone's always questioning it and get defensive about it. But I can understand it in that way because it's, it's displayed in the public. Like, I don't want to see that bus driving down the neighborhood and I'm with Zuri. I don't know. I don't, I don't got time to explain that to her or what everything is going on. So it's, it's, a, it's a different touchy situation, but I understand where he's coming from. What, what do you say? I guess you know what it really comes down to. It's not for us to judge where the art is good, bad, or what it actually means, because that's going to be everybody's interpretation. The true question is, are we comfortable with artwork that shows explicit or violence to prove a point? How, how do y'all feel? Because that's the question. Because, I mean, if we've seen artwork like this. We've seen people get murdered on buses, pictures, movies. Are you, are you comfortable looking at artwork that shows that? And that's what it's coming down to, because this is artwork. It's on a bus, well, that's kind of different for us to see artwork, this, this, this type of artwork. But I'm sure... Terminator has had his picture on the bus and Terminator killed more people than just about slavery. So what, what do you yeah. have to And if we're talking about high-end art, you know, are we familiar with Banksy? Are you, are you okay with Banksy? Banksy is a anonymous artist from United Kingdom who is ultra, ultra, ultra famous. His art sells for millions and millions of dollars. And uh, back in the early 2000s, or the mid 2000s, he did a whole residency in New York City for a month. And he painted, he's graffiti artist, he's a graffiti artist. And his stuff is thought provoking. It's shocking to the eye. It's simple, it's beautiful, it's all of those things. But people were running around New York City just to get pictures of Banksy's graffiti. A lot of times he'd paint on a doorway. They cut the door down just to just to have it and resell it. So That's you know, crazy. I think, yeah, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And people feel what they don't understand sometimes and 
a lot of people, depending on who they are, want to take what they want and put their opinion and put their fears on others. I agree with you, Shelvin. I don't have time to talk to my daughter. She's 12. Corey, 12 years old. She's seeing this. Like, Daddy, what's that? Yeah. So, so, so like, and, you know, Greek, you know, uh, the Greek gods, all of, them, all of them, the statues and stuff when I was in Greece this year, they all naked. So I had to keep explaining that to Zuri a lot. This is like, it's artwork, but it's kind of different. Like, like, what is this? I'm like, hey, that's where well, you got to use the bathroom at, baby girl. <laughs> that's how that go. So um, tell me this. I have not seen in the past pornographic or naked women display this on buses. You know, in the museums you see them, in Greece you see them, in Greek culture. But I don't think it's been normal to see a naked woman, especially with her vagina painted with pink. Well, Don't you let me say that? this, Mel. I, I will say to, for the listeners, this is not a actual picture of a naked woman. It's a somebody drew a picture of a distorted woman. Caricature. Looks caricature. Like, like, it's a caricature. Yeah. It's not a real picture. So uh, that in itself makes it art, in my opinion. Now, a picture can be art too, but uh, I haven't seen this either. Uh, this is good old fashioned promoting and, and good old fashioned. Uh, selling your album in Philly. I think that bus was in Philly. It's a double-decker tour bus in Philly. People are outraged by it. I respect it. I respect it. But if this is going to be a piece of art, I, I think the people who buy it are going to feel different about it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Speaking on other stuff that's got people in an uproar, uh, what do I feel about the John Gruden situation? And I think we kind of touched on it a little bit last week that they had the weekend to think about it. And, let's, um, let's let's talk about it in parts. Let's say John Gruden first comment, Demar Smith, Shell. When you first heard his first comment, and for people who don't know, uh, John Gruden is a coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. He won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He spent the last ten years, I say, on ESPN as a quarterback coach. Every number one pick, number one quarterback comes out has to go through John. Rudin seminar on ESPN. It's been yeah. done that way for a decade. So what do you think about the comment? And, and wait real quick, Mel. He was also the face of Monday Night Football for those same 10 years. Yeah, he was the face of Monday Night Football. So he made a comment, Shell, if you're not familiar with it, that Demaris Smith, he called him Demaris, who's also the president or the active chairman of the National Football League Players Association. He called him, he said he had the big the lips the size of Michelin tires. So, Shell, what did you think when you said that? I, I, my first thought, I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. I, I didn't intentionally think it was racist. Right. But as the more you look at the emails and other stuff, you can see where he's coming from. When I first Start, heard it, yes, part one. Now, let's don't jump to conclusion. Let's do part one. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't think that was racist at all. All right, TT. Okay. So, I got a little different spin on this, Mac. So, here's the deal. Demora Smith is a lawyer, uh, Ivy League scholar. The he is not done, and and I, so I took offense. I'm not going to get to the lips yet, right? So when he called him Dumb Morris Smith, and his name is spelled D E M A U. Yeah, see, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that part, the dumb part. Yeah. I didn't see that part. Yeah, you yeah, had to be paying attention. Dumb Morris. Yeah, dumb his Morris. name is D Morris. Okay. It's, and it's spelled D. It's spelled yeah, Maurice. Like D Maurice. Yeah, it's spelled like D Maurice. But he but called him dumb. dumb Morris. Yeah, yeah. So right. I got a problem to, with that. Yeah. Yeah. So he was trying to attack uh, a black man's intelligence, who is anything but dumb. 
But when he attacked his intelligence, he went straight to his physical features. And that's the oldest trick in the book when it comes down to some people who try to use Black people's physical features to describe their intelligence, which is a dig on shame. So just in this piece right here, Mel, just in, in show, just in this piece right here, my big issue is simple. It's so important that we have people of color and people in positions of leadership and try to get the positions of power because the truth of the matter is, this is what keeps us out. This is what keeps us out. This man is at the highest position he could be in the NFLPA as their executive director and still people call him dumb. And then he got the nerve to talk about how big his lips are. We know the connotation that comes with, you got big bubble lips, soup coolers, you know, we hear all that stuff. I'm with you, uh, uh, Mac. I was like, man, that shit was kind of funny. But the problem I got is the, the cover-up. John Gruden had the nerve to say, well, I, I just, I say that with people who I think is lying. I call people who lie, I say people who lie and got rubber lips. That's a lie. That's a lie that he made a racist statement and he made a character caricature of a black person, a black man who's highly educated, called him dumb. I thought it was low down, filthy, dirty to start there. Just in that piece. What's your thought? I agree, I agree with both of y'all. It was kind of dumb and dirty. I want to ask a question. I'm going to probably uh, lose some followers. Does DeMars have big lips? He actually does not. That's the, that's, the, that, that's what makes it racist. Troy, 100% male. He doesn't. He doesn't Mac, have big Mac, lips. 100% correct. Yeah. Lips ain't no bigger than our lips. You got big lips? Mm, Chill's lips not small. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell with all the hair around his face. but He, he keep that James Harden beard to cover it all. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> right his, now. yeah. His lips ain't big. So then after I did some more research, I, uh, it, now it becomes racist. All right. So now we on part two. So before we go to part two, I didn't realize all these years that Randy Moss said he was a buster. Did y'all know Randy Moss had been calling John Gruden a buster? Well, I know Keyshawn Johnson was calling him a buster. Excuse me, not Randy Moss, Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, I know 100%. Keyshawn was, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. So, Shell, go into part two. Real quick, remember, John Gruden had a problem with Keyshawn. He was benching him that year they went to the Super Bowl. He was very vocal about how Keyshawn was a diva. He was out in the media talking cash crap about uh, Keyshawn out here in the streets. Who said that? John Gruden. Yeah, John, John Gruden and Keyshawn had a very tumultuous relationship in Tampa. Okay. Yeah, when you play for us. All right, right she'll go into part two. Go into the next part. So when the other stuff comes, tell, tell me what came out next. So make sure we're all on the same page. All right, so the so there's two other things that came out. One, he called the, the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Cadell, um, the F word. Um then also he called. Um, he also sent naked pictures to the owner of the Washington Redskins, of the cheerleaders of their team. Mm-hmm. Not of himself, though, right? He didn't send them dick pics. Did he? he didn't send them private pics, did he? <laughs> I hope not. I, 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 I never seen these pictures, so is this a lot going on? What do y'all, well, what do y'all, what do y'all take from that? And what, what, I'm gonna tell you what I take before y'all get into it. When I, when I take it from that, I think he's just going on a rampage. He's just giving everybody the business because he's just mad now. I, I I go first, if y'all don't mind. So when I first heard it, I was like, man, I grew up a lot of around a lot of rednecks, man. So like Tory, all of us I think grew up in, in, in white areas where we grew up with some rednecks. That, but you all grew up differently. And I and this is why I say that. You grew up with places where y'all had rednecks, but you had a lot of black people. 
Virginia has a lot of black people. I think Lexington has a lot of black people. East Tennessee does not have a lot of black people. So it was a total different dynamic when you're the super minority and you're around redneck. So I learned to accept, appreciate, and understand some of these comments. So John Gruden was like one of my best friends. Like that was normal conversation that white people would have around me growing up talking about other minorities. So I knew it was derogatory, but does that make him a racist? No, that just makes him a redneck. So, but when he came out with the other comments, when he started talking about calling people, you know, queers and F word and stuff like that, I'm like, man, this joker got a problem. But if he put it in writing, do you know what they said when we wasn't around? Do you know how, how much they talked about different people? That was my take on it. Well, yeah, what, what you got to take? I'm, I'm going to ask y'all a question. All right. Who, who are the most, uh, in them, who are the most honest people on earth? You say kids, 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 kids and drug people. Kids, and drug people. people. Right. And who else? There's one more. Hold on, third. You get somebody mad, they'll tell you exactly what's on <laughs> They will give you everything. They'll tell you how. So I ain't like you since the second grade. Exactly. I, I knew you want nothing. You I knew you I want hate you. And people and people on first 48, they're going to tell you exactly. everything. Exactly. Uh, they, they give everything. Uh, first 48. Uh, first 48. <laughs> they're giving it up. <laughs> so the, the, the snitches, angry people, uh, kids, and drunk people, right? They are generally, that's when you're going to get somebody who's most vulnerable and their most honest truth. Uh, the F word we talking about America, he used the F word that's derogatory towards homosexual, uh, the homosexual community, the LGBT community, the F word that is a no-no. He used that to describe the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell. Uh, he also said, like Shelvin said- Explain what, some people won't know what the commissioner is. So we'll tell them who the commissioner is. So, like. so the commissioner of the NFL and any any sports league, they the owners, they work for the owners. They run the league, any league, whether it be baseball, football, professional hockey, uh, whatever it may be, they run the league. But the owners, they work for the owners of the league. The commissioner reports to the owners. The owners, you know, the commissioner gets a piece of what the league brings in. So yeah. it's, a, it's the highest position you can have in professional sports. His money's crazy. Outside of too. being an owner. What he makes. What is he getting? Yeah, he get, what he get? What he make? 30 he million make, a year, something like yeah, that? Yeah, like 30, 40 million a year. Yeah, his money's nuts. Yeah. So he had the nerve to say that while he was not working in the NFL, by the way, he was with ESPN when he said it, but he, he said that about John Gruden. He has some very, very homosexual or, or uh, bad homosexual rhetoric. Uh, Michael Sam, who was the first openly gay person to come into the draft, his, his homosexual comments, he, he felt like they shouldn't draft him at all because he was a homosexual. Uh, fast forward, uh, Carl Nesbitt, who's a defensive end on his team right now, is an openly gay football player. And he came out, he's the first active openly gay football player that we know that, that's playing in the league. He got a guy on his team right now. So he had a problem with that. He was sending, he's a misogynist on top of it all. So I will tell you this, I will never judge a man by his lowest moment. God forbid if I did something crazy back, which I which I did back when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, for that the people define me today from that. I know this was 10 years ago, but I will tell you in my soul, my morals were the same 10 years ago as they are now. I I'm I feel like from a human being, I've grown as a human, grown as a professional, but how I felt about my fellow brother my fellow fellow man 
has been the same then till it is now. Can people change? Sure. But this guy went scorched earth. And here's yeah. the other part. This wasn't one time. He was doing this for what, seven years? And the, and Tori, the, 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 the problem I have about the whole thing, it is it just like be confusing me. This is from 10 years ago. So where is everybody else held accountable that been knowing this for 10 years? Yep. And so George speaking, the game. Ahead, speaking of that, I, I think really, well, I can remember my first really interaction with a person that was homosexual was in college. You remember a boy who was in college? I don't, I'm sure he just came out the closet by now. We knew he was gay then, but he was cool yeah. with us. We, yeah, we never was great. Yeah. Yeah. So he was on the, was he, did he run track too? He ran, he ran, he played on a football team and uh, he did not run track. I think okay. he went out one year, but he, he was more of a football player. Great guy. Right. So, but you're right. Your morals, like I tell people, you can change what you do. You really don't change who you are. And obviously, I hate to judge people, man, because I know, cause I couldn't imagine, like, I, I, both of y'all have been in the public eye for half of y'all's lives. Tori, coming from Tennessee, being a top high school player and a quarterback in Tennessee, Shelvin being an NBA player. I've never had the experience that spotlight. So I know if they did, I would have made mistakes. So that's why I'm always cautious about jumping to conclusions, like about Meek Mill and about John Gruden. But some things, like you said, is inexcusable. Do you think he'll ever be allowed to coach again at any level? I think it'd be very difficult consider his age and what he's done already. If he is younger, I think he'll get another chance. Um, I had a different situation here um, when I was with the Hawks with Danny Ferry. Were you there when that happened? I was there when that happened. And, you no, know, he got another chance now with the Pelicans or whatever. Um, what happened with Danny Ferry, Mac? So I was oh, there with, with Danny Ferry. Um, I can talk if you don't remember. Now I remember. Uh, you can give him details. With Lou Aldine. Um, he's basically saying... He's going to show you something in the front and show you something in the back, how Africans do it. You know, uh, that's uh, a nice way of putting it. But he he basically said it's their culture. He said they always swindling. <laughs> yeah, that's what he, uh, uh, but he, he, <laughs> yes, exactly. What he's going. He was going to what it's like with the basketball reference or whatever. But it, it made it racist when he, he said Africans and actually um, Lou Aldine's from South Sudan and all of that stuff. But he basically saying like, He's going to play some good games on this day. With rest of the season, it's going to be some fake stuff. And that's what he is saying. And they got him up out of there. Um, I worked with Danny plenty of times. I don't think he was racist. Uh, but that was a racist comment at that at that point in time. Yeah, they got him up out of there. I, I met Danny. His son plays against our kids. I knew him when he was with the Hawks. I don't know him personally, but that comment was was rough. He, hey, but that wasn't the only comment. It was all going through a negotiation contract. I think that was the first comment. Then... As you know, just like any of us, and that's 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 the bad thing about situations like this. If you dig deep enough on any of us or anybody, you you're gonna find something to put us in a negative light. If they oh, put a microphone on me, go ahead. I don't know, one hundred percent. I was like, shit, I gotta go back and check my my Twitter when I was in high school. Make sure I didn't mm. say nothing crazy. I don't know what I was thinking at, at that point in time. And sometimes things, uh, jokes, and then bad light, because you know sometimes. Men, women, people say ignorant stuff jokingly. But if there's a pattern, and then you, I mean, we don't have any emails with me, Tori, and Shelvin on it where we're ever criticizing anybody for their, for their, uh, for their ethnicity or their uh, sexual preference. We don't have any emails like that. I don't even remember when we called that. We might have made a negative or something silly when we were 18, maybe a comment. 
but actually acting upon it, sending the email out, judging somebody. Yeah, but that, I'm saying, Tori, think one comment we made, it came out, and we said 20 years ago, you know, but, but killer, finish. but killer, mm-hmm. killer. He wrote those thoughts down. Yeah, he thought yeah, about them and hit sin on something. It's one thing for my brother told me, I hate to be recorded. Yeah, me too. But this wasn't recorded. He meant to do this, and he sent this to a friend. This is somebody that he trusted with this information. And here's the game within the game. The NFL didn't come after John Gruden. Y'all know what this investigation was, was for? It was for the Rip. Washington football team. Yeah. He was you just know, Bruce Allen, Bruce Allen was, listen, and that's my team, by the way. I love him. Always have. But I would tell you, I was embarrassed when all of it came out with the Redskins cheerleaders, what was happening with them, how they're being sexually harassed, sexually assaulted, or sexually verbally assaulted and things of that nature, uh, taken advantage of with the, with the Washington Redskins brass at the time, the Redskins, but the Washington football team brass. And then you got John Gruden, not a coach, not a scout. He's a commentator for ESPN, sending the president of the Washington Redskins all this crazy stuff. Who else was on that email chain? So the New York Times was doing an investigation on the Washington football team, and they called John Gruden up in this piece. So the game within the game is very simple. Who else said what and when and why ain't they losing their jobs? I remember being a fan of the Washington football team. When all that stuff came down, everybody jumped ship except for Daniel Snyder. Hey, the clock ticking, Daniel Snyder. You up next. You got some questions to answer. You run that team. You own that team. Now, remember at the time, I didn't know nothing. He played ignorance to everything. Ignorance to everything. But if Gruden's saying that to Bruce Allen, do you think he don't want to lead that like that? Yeah. Mm. To, to, to lighten up a little bit. It's the million dollar question. I didn't have to. I'm gonna start with you, Mel, first, because we was talking about it earlier about the money situation. You gonna resign or they gonna have to fire you? <laughs> How you handling this Man, one? <laughs> he had a 10 year, 100 million dollar uh, contract. So first of all, I would have I would have threw both of y'all under the bus for 100 million. I would have said Shelvin has been handling my email for the last <laughs> six years. I had told him <laughs> that he has to review some of his comments. I said, and once I got shelved to stop using my email, Tori took it over the five years after that. So <laughs> both of y'all, I'd have got my hundred mil. It ain't no way in the world. A hundred mil? Come on, man. You I'm know what people do for a hundred mil? Right. Hey, that'll have to take me out of their handcuffs, dog. I mean, <laughs> I need I'd still be in that office right now. Security would have to get drag me out like I was at the club drunk. And I still wouldn't resign. You'd have to fire me. No, man. Hey, no, no. I would have hey. took it a step. That ain't the time to be no stand-up man, John Gruden. Get your money, brother. No. That ain't the time to take no accountability. You didn't already pass that homeboy. Get this dough, brain. Come on. You talking about me being a, a homophobic? I would have showed a picture of me kissing three grown men in the mouth for that hundred million. <laughs> I would, I would have came up with that picture. They're like, me, nobody. <laughs> Nah, I need change. I've been changing my sexuality for a long time. <laughs> I need my money. <laughs> Hundred mil. Hundred uh, mil. I'd have had a rainbow T-shirt on. A hat with rainbow colors on. So, so, no. so speaking of giving up money, what y'all think happened with the Kyrie situation? He's had to. He's gonna give up about forty. I think. I think he's making between thirty and forty this year by not getting the shot. No. And I and I Let think me. I think it's religious beliefs. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing, and that's what I think. You think so? I don't, I don't know what religious beliefs is why I think the earth is flat too. He said that too. 
He's a flat earther, man. He definitely said it. All right, all right. I'm I'm on that side a little bit, so don't go. We not think they're flat. Oh my god. I I think it's a spear. A spear's not flat. I know. But I know that's why I said it'd be another conversation we can have. Uh, uh, Real quick, the satellite, the the satellite. (laughs) We got a lot of technology in space. Don't know that mean nothing. Yeah. Oh man. All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna say. We're gonna say we're gonna save that from when Deuce. Hey, killer, killer, that's a NBA. That's a NBA. Yeah, it must be something they was in one of. Y'all they, got, y'all got, y'all you know they the same rookie. They the same rookie class too. They <laughs> him and Kyrie was sitting in class. Kyrie looked at Shell. You know the Earth flat. Shell said, "Me too. I thought the Earth. Was I think you own or something. I think you own or something. <laughs> I feel crazy on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, I mean, one time I walked at least three miles. It never turned. <laughs> Why can't you see California from right here? I don't know what uh, conversation they had. All right, we're gonna get into that. Right, I'll take all the jokes right now. So let uh, me tell you something about Kyrie. And this is I'm gonna keep it simple. Man, you can't coach stupid. I don't care how hard you try, how athletic you are. I want to can't coach stupid. I don't I don't think he's stupid. I wouldn't go that far. But what you call different. Oh, you can't coach different. Yeah, some people just different. You no, know, being a professor of sports as long as I have, I didn't see people do some crazy stuff and weird stuff. But they go out there and get you thirty. Right, we can deal with it right now. He can Al Horford, thirty. Al Horford just tested positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah, quarantine. What team you right now? Celtics. So let me ask you this: Jalen Brown tested positive. See, I I just don't understand this COVID thing. Before y'all go on, I went to Nebraska football game, TT. 80,000 people, maybe 500 people had a mask on. 80,000 in one arena. I just don't understand this COVID thing, man. It is the craziest. I, I just want to be able to look. I wish I could jump forward 40 years and see what the historians and scientists say, what was really going on, or how was it transpired, or how we're going to look like. Because either it's deadly or it's not deadly, it's contagious or it's not contagious. But if you got football stadiums of people not wearing masks, that, that means at least 10 to 15,000 people should test positive. But that ain't the issue. The issue is the state of New York says to go into a public dwelling, you have to be vaccinated. And it's as simple as that. Uh, Barclays Center is a public dwelling. A restaurant is a public dwelling. So for Kyrie not to get vaccinated and get his money up, I ain't even concerned about the money so much. So is Kyrie not going out to restaurants and, and masking up? Is he literally sitting in the house? Because he, I'm pretty sure he lives in New York. You play for the Nets. Is he staying in the house all day, every day, and can't go nowhere, any public place? The money, clearly, Kyrie Irving don't need that $40 million. You don't need the $40 million. And I'm not going to say something crazy like, well, you can't make that money doing nothing else. Well, maybe he don't need the money. Maybe he don't need the money. I will say... I'm not saying, I, I don't think you can coach stupid, Sheldon, but we all know being a professional athlete, there's a very short period of time to make an extraordinary amount of money. And regardless of what he does, he may be a bright guy. God bless him. I hope he does well in his future's endeavors. But for him to be able to make that amount of money in that period of time might be next to impossible to do. So if you don't want to get vaccinated, knock yourself out. But I'd be curious to hear his reasons why. And I will say, to support them a little bit, every company, I know our company, we have a vaccine policy. A lot of people have vaccine, companies have vaccine policies. They do accept medical and religious uh, exceptions or exemptions. 
I've never heard uh, Kyrie yeah, having a, a religious exception to Shelvin. Maybe when they, it may be flat earth people or a certain religion. Is that a new religion? <laughs> nah, that's why, that's why, that's why they, they did the exemption for him. I don't know if y'all realize that they did the exemption for him with the practice facility, but the Nets is like, it's just enough is enough. Like we can't have you here practicing every day, but not playing. It's just, it's a wild situation. So right now they say he can practice, but he can't play. So are they, they trading him? Are they cutting him? What are they doing? <clears throat> well, he can't play in New York. He can play on the road. Yeah. You know, but, hypothetically, right? But, but yeah, but New York, the New York City made an exemption for him so he can practice because it's a private facility or whatever. They changed that. They came out and changed that. But then the Nets is like, this ain't going to work. Yeah, because so, think about it. Think about KD saying, man, I don't want to play with you. I, I want somebody back. I want to be healthy. I don't want to take a risk. You might have COVID or you might transit. But I guess it's still tested, right? So, so that's the other well, thing. It, yeah, it's, it's but, real but, tricky. But it, still, it still may test you, but don't Kevin Durant got the right? The, the, the work in a safe work environment? I would think so. It's it's a little tricky because it's like, I think it comes down to like insurance and all that. They don't want to be liable for it. Because like you said, Al, other people tested positive for COVID. Like Kyrie, you get COVID, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think he get COVID at the NBA facility, something go wrong, he was at the facility. Because you can still get it no matter what. It's just, it's just on you. So now Kyrie Irving, they're making a stance. Lynette said he can't play a practice until he's vaccinated, period. I support it. No, that's crazy. All right. You one support more, it? One more. I, su- I support it, too, uh, 100%. Um, no, it's a secret club. You don't, you, it's, you don't have to be a part of You don't want to be a part of it. That's fine. I'm doing things that I want to do with her. If you come to my house, everybody take their shoes out. If you don't want to take your shoes off, don't come in. That is how I go. Speaking of somebody had their shoes off, did Wilder get his <laughs> shoes knocked off this weekend or Ooh, what? T- <laughs> oh man! So, so for, I don't know if we said this on the air last week, but I know we talked about it off the air. We talked about the fight. For those who don't know, the World Heavyweight Championship happened this last Saturday in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Tyson Fury uh, from the UK uh, was fighting Deontay Wilder, former uh, WBC Heavyweight Champion of the World, and the he was the first American heavyweight champion uh, since since who knows when. It was a long time before we had an American heavyweight champion. So I said last week, I'm rooting for the American first, and then I move for Deontay because he black second. That's you it. Definitely, you definitely said that. <laughs> yeah, I did. But I knew he couldn't beat the uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury beat his eyebrows off in two fights. No, nobody want to talk about that slow count. Huh? Y'all saw those two slow counts. Nobody won't bring that up. Well, let, let's talk about this real quick. How did y'all feel watching this big white man beat down Deontay Wilder again, just in your soul? What did it feel like to y'all? Because I was dying on the inside. Man, I knew he was going to lose. I was until I saw him talk. He cool as hell. Oh, yeah, I didn't know Tyson was that cool. He, he real cool. It's some other stuff we can talk about how cool he is. He real cool. He but he smacked the mess out of. But I really respect the uh, is it Devontae? What's his name? Deontay. Yeah. Deontay, cause I've never seen nobody get hit that many times in the face and keep fighting. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't fall. I, I had a cousin who used to get beat a lot. She stopped. <laughs> Deontay kept fighting. Hey man. He got hit so flush one time by TV flickered. 
I probably my TV went off. Came <laughs> TV was tired. I thought I was watching the Martin episode with him. Got love time. Got love up. He didn't get knocked out. I think he was just he. I he think didn't get knocked was, out. What you talking no, about? No, they stopped it. You know they didn't count. They stopped it because he almost died in the ring. <laughs> they said, but he it was, did, he you did didn't show it. Duty. You heard the commentator say he tried to get up. He was getting up. Afterwards. He would have kept getting up until he died. I mean, like it, it's just his point. I think man. when humanity has to come he, he into got, play. But sorry, have you ever seen a man get hit that many times? Flush. Either Tyson Fury's punches ain't that hard. But Deontay Wilder chin is made of steel. He got it. He, he made of steel because he went down. He got <laughs> he, he survived it. But a lot of people don't realize also in the fight that um Devontae knocked down Fury two times in the um, fourth round, I want to say. With the slow count. Nobody bringing that was slow it, what, count up. Was it was it the best fight you ever seen? It was one of my favorites. Me personally, I don't get to watch, I ain't old as y'all, I don't get to watch Ali fight. There you go again. And all that. So you can I mean, watch yeah. it on tape, you know. Yeah, I seen that, but this actually live. Not with a flat, not with the flat earth. You can't watch it on tape. Oh, yeah. I don't watch it live over. either, Shelvin. Lord have mercy. Oh yeah, that's why they got back up. He would have rolled. He could. He would have kept rolling. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, it was a great fight to me, man. I don't know how much it costs to see the fight because there's a lot of bootleg going on here. But I wouldn't know about that. It, it was but, seventy-five dollars, uh, ninety dollars uh, when Amazon put their money on it. FYI, what's Amazon? What you mean? So Amazon charge another fifteen. Well, I bought it through yeah, I bought it through ESPN Plus, seventy nine dollars. Amazon, you got to go through. I went through the Fire Stick to get it. They had to make their little money, so it's about ninety dollars, but okay. worth every penny. In my opinion. Yeah, no, it was worth it because I didn't got bamboozled a, a lot with my boy Floyd. I be when I twenty four seven, he be hyping it up like it's gonna be like hey. that. But you know it ain't gonna be like that. Can't nobody touch Floyd like that. Oh, that God. can't touch him, but he can touch them. Well, I'm a huge boxing fan, and I gotta say, I got my money's worth. I don't know if it was one of the it was the best one of the best trilogies I've ever seen for sure. And yeah, I felt like I was watching Rocky at, at a certain point. Remember, brother, we watching Rocky too with Apollo Creed and, and, and Rocky Balboa just throwing haymakers at each other. I thought we got our money's worth. Shout out to Deontay Wilder. Uh, because he did show a whole lot of heart. But man, he got the mustache beat off his face, man. Well, he knocked him down twice now. He just kept getting hit, but he tried. I mean, he had two knockdowns and a slow count. Nobody is acknowledging that there was about 15 seconds of slow counts. And what, yeah. I, I, I can say, not actually counting, looking back on the slow count, whenever he had his elbows, both elbows sitting there relaxing like he on the bed, like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. I didn't think he was gonna get up that last time, but well, the way he got up and started throwing them, them haymakers at Deontay, I think he was okay, man. Yeah, I think I think that referee was counting like uh, when we used to race in the park when you didn't want to lose, you were doing time one one thousand two one one thousand three one one thousand. You want to do because that was a slow count. How was he counting when Deontay got hit in the eleventh round and uh, face face first hit the mat? Was he counting slow there too? No, or did he just get? He had a cell phone in his pocket and down. They should they should have stopped it. Yeah, he said two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah, it was over because they should have stopped. They should have stopped it early because he he was through, man. I he took a beating, a beating, beating. I mean, a beating. He took a beating. That's 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 one of the worst beatings I seen the man take. He yeah. took a beating. That was well, again. Bad. 
How did that make you feel on the inside from who he took the beating from? I I felt somebody should have pulled a gun and shot him in the back of the leg. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I let my. Oh, yeah. Hey, I love y'all, man. I am not gonna let no white man, black man, Asian man beat y'all in front of y'all wives like that. His wife was sitting right there too. Front row. Y'all get up, put y'all gloves up. Give me two Chick Fil A sandwiches. Give me some mustard and cheese. I promise you, you didn't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, no, nah, that, was, that was crazy with the fight this weekend. Uh, it was worth the, the mission and all that. No, we all looking forward to this football game, Georgia versus UK. I know y'all some, some Kentucky haters over going to Tennessee and stuff. But Ain't um, nobody checking for the UK game, but people from Kentucky. Yeah, no, nah, it, it was a great fight this weekend. You no, know, everybody had a great time, spending time with their families and all of that. Uh, you no, know, this weekend, you no know, more Wildcats. I ain't gonna, I can't call them my Wildcats. I ain't, I ain't go to UK from Lexington. Hey, well, 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 why are you stop? You, you running from them already because they're about to get some bees against uh, the Georgia defense. College game day coming down. We're gonna see. They coming down to Kentucky for a football they, game. They're going to Georgia again. It's Georgia's third time uh, on college game day. Yeah, I feel you that. Only time they go to uh, game day in Kentucky is basketball. You go down there for Kentucky football. Somebody got paid a lot of money. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> we wanna, uh want to appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening to us this week. No, uh, no, keep tuning in every week. Uh, appreciate the following that we're getting. No, leave comments, no DMs. Y'all want her to talk about something. If you even want to get on the show, no, we open to have people on the show whenever. Just uh, understand you're going to be on in that fire when Mel C going to hit you with some questions and stuff in there and Uncle TT. And no, obviously Rodney's not here today. But no, appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate y'all. Peace, America. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.